Right at the Fork is proud to be supported by Leanne Bach with M Realty. Keep your finger on the pulse of Portland's hot real estate market. Call Leanne for unparalleled customer service and the highest level of marketing available. Make sure your position in the marketplace doesn't leave money on the table by visiting leannebach.com or call Leanne direct at 503-349-7890. And by Chew Dining Club. Chew gives you rewards and intel from Portland's best restaurants. Just download the app right now and check in at participating establishments. Get the rewards you want, like free pizzas, drinks, extended happy hour deals, and more. Plus exclusive information about fun food events and invites too. Chew. is right at the fork it's the uh, food podcast for portland with your host chris angeles from portland food adventures check out portlandfoodadventures.com yes do and check out kink mornings yeah on I, your radio or streaming lots of ways you can get yeah. find court in the morning kink.fm is where you can find me yes and uh and here well and, and of course yeah right at the fork <laughs> and uh, a reminder to go back check out our archives and uh, give us a review where you can i know uh, itunes has that ability the more you review not necessarily the positive reviews, because just give no, us your honest. Necessarily, uh, but whatever you say about the uh, <laughs> podcast helps the podcast in the long term. It, you know, there's an algorithm involved. I don't quite understand it, but it's helpful if you give us a review. Do you think Al Gore invented algorithms? I'm algorithms? I'm positive. It just dawned on me. I'm, when I'm you posi- said that. Yeah, no, I'm positive yet. Uh, and and as you go back and check out the archived episodes, you're going to find out that I think we have now hit. The, this is the first time we've had somebody on four four times. Gary the foodie's back. Yes, and always great to have Gary on. And and some and everybody likes to hear. I, well, I didn't mean to sound like a certain political candidate, but so many people like to hear Gary. He, the the numbers go through the roof when we have Gary on. Yeah, and you know why? Because he know he he eats better than anybody in this city. I mm-hmm. think. Right, Gary? I don't know. We'll see. I, I, we'll I, see. I, I think I eat well. I think I eat well. No, you eat really well. So we like to hear, you know, your. If, I think on. I think that it's not just those of us who like to hear opinion. I really think chefs are interested to hear what you say because your your frame of reference goes beyond wonderful restaurants in Portland, which you frequent, and you'll frequent some, you know, sometimes a few in the same day. But it goes beyond outside of Portland to a very extensive list of great restaurants internationally and nationally as well. So. Um, I do think that a lot of chefs want to know what you have to say about other places and their places because they respect your opinion, and we do too. Well, thank you so much. Okay, the podcast. Re- is I'll that it? We're done. Today because I'm really tired from last night. It's one of the things that I want to talk about, and that's uh, I, 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 I guess I should let you decide what we're going to talk about because in my mind, I, I, I know what I'd like to talk about. No, th- we're here to serve you. Okay. I'm just exhausted because I was at Deadshot. Do you know what Deadshot is? No. Okay. Every Monday, um, Whole Fast Dining is going to do, uh, I, I didn't know if you want to even call it a pop-up. It's, it's going to be called Deadshot. And Adam Robinson, a very talented bartender, he spent, I don't know, two, about two years in Taiwan, bartending in Taiwan. But before that, he was a, a stalwart, in, a stalwart bartender in Portland, Oregon. 
uh, mostly at Rum Club, but he'd been around Expatriate, and he's at Radar now pulling some shifts. And so what Will and Joel are going to do on the food side is they're going to do bar food, and Adam's going to make his cocktails. And it starts at 8 p.m., and it goes until midnight, and I was there until midnight. And, and, you were, and I, uh, gu- I guarantee you were there at 8 p.m., right? <clears throat> oh, no, I, I, I got there around 9. Wow. I, that's... I, ate, I ate most of the food How did that and drank work? many of the cocktails last night. And it, it, it's, it's unlike any bar food you're going to find in Portland. I think Expatriate has the best bar food in, in town. And it's not really close, but I think what Joel and Will are doing is very interesting. For example, I love my pig ear nachos last night, and my favorite dish was a chorizo mac and cheese, very reminiscent of rice aroni. That was Joel's intent. And um, he has, like, surf and turf eggs and a fried prawn head with spicy mayo and togarashi. So I would and, – and Adam's cocktails were – we're very, very good. Incredible. He's one of my favorite bartenders in Portland. So, just so, so we understand, is this a, is this, this is not something that you need to get online and reserve far in advance. You can go, just go to hold. To correct. F- yes. Yeah. So, Th- that's what they want. They want something where if people would just want at the spur of the moment moment to decide to have some drinks and bar food. Go, and it's only one night on Mondays, but. Um, and it's, so where so, is it? Where is it? We know, but just so people know where it is, actually. It's where Holfast is. So it's in Holfast. It's part of Holfast. So it's, it's Ankeny, and I want to say just just off Grand or Martin Luther King, somewhere around there. Right. It's not far from Nong's. It's right around the corner from Nong's. Yes, yeah, it's, it's one block away from Nong's. Right. So brick exactly. and mortar Nong's. Right, exactly. Um, so, yes, I guess, Court, I guess this, podca- this soundbite is going to be Gary the Foodie's new faves. Works right? for me, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we always like to hear the new places you're discovering. And by the way, you're on them. You you have a network. You're on them right away. So if something new is happening, some new pop-up, you know about it before, even before the chefs do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but I, I think this is their second week. This is Joel, This is Deadshot's second week. I didn't go last week because I was at um, La Pigeon last week, so oh. I couldn't go. I would have. Well, that, that's yeah, a good I reason to go early, to go. which isn't really fair to to make uh, to draw too much of a conclusion. For example, I ate early on, uh, actually, the, probably the first night at Rue and Urdaneta, and they both had very good starts, given that they were their first nights. And Urdaneta was actually the, the the soft open. Then I went like a night, two nights later. Um, so, so they're doing they're doing Basque food there, correct? Correct, correct, and it's very. It's like pinchos, tapas, mm-hmm. and um, the first night was very, very, very good. But you know, it's it's you know, give them some time, see what happens. But I, I really enjoyed my meals at Urdaneta and at Rue. And Urdaneta is in the old natural selection space, correct? And then where do we find Rue? And you can talk a little bit about that too. Tenth and Southeast Ankeny, and um, the menu is somewhat reminiscent about uh, uh, somewhat reminiscent. Um, with some of the newer restaurants coming up, it's very, um, it sounds so hackneyed to say, seasonal-driven. So they go to the market to see what's available. That's like most restaurants in town, right? But um, I remember I, one thing that I really loved, they had a Pacific sardine dish that was magnificent. Uh, I, I thought the execution of the dishes were very high. I thought everything was seasoned and cooked well, which is very 
nice to see, given that it was their first night. And so I was pleased, and that's on 10th and Southeast NK, near Century. Good. We we actually were just talking about Rue. Yes, Rue. Not Roe. Not Roe, yeah, right. because we were talking about both. So um, I, have, I have a couple of, uh, or a couple of, I haven't been out as much as you have for sure. I never am. But uh, Court and I went down to Pine Street Market one day, and I think we had a couple of things we really liked. Mm-hmm. I liked, I put, what about you, Court? You go well, the, the Shalom, uh, Shalom Yall. Yes. I thought it was, was really good. We had that bagel sandwich. Bagel with, sandwich. and Yeah, that was great. Something else. and Yeah. And the, some and roasted the, cauliflower salad or something like that. Right. You know what that was? Everything yeah. we tried. The roasted good. cauliflower was great. And then we also had a couple of slices of pizza from Trifecta Annex. Mm-hmm. And I went back the next day and, and had more. We, had, we had Ken on the podcast. Yeah. And he talked about it. the raspberry croissants. Were, oh. Was it crowded? Was it was it crowded? We went lunchtime. And, and, yeah, around noon it's going to be crowded. I, I've gone down. I actually after we had Ken on, I went down and hit the tri, uh, hit the trifecta annex, and I got like an assortment of all the croissants. And it was probably nine thirty, and it was perfect. I walked in, got everything I needed. A.M. A.M. Yeah, just okay. after they'd opened, so everything was fresh. I think that's it was great. Smart. I, I think that's. I mean, because it's it's it feels very claustrophobic when you get there at. Noon. Rush hour, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not your hour. thing, Gary. You you really prefer less claustrophobic. No, I, I do got to say, uh, I went after our visit, Chris, and I went maybe a week later, and I went at the tail end of the noon hour, so it was closer to 1, one thirty, and it started to thin out. Okay. So if you're going at noon, expect it. You're going to have to fight for a table. Have to wait in line, but if you we go, didn't really, we got, it wasn't too we bad. Got good karma. They we clean out pretty right quick, away, yeah. but I got there at the tail end of the noon hour and it was crazy, but within 10 minutes you could walk around freely and not feel like you said, Gary, claustrophobic. I, I, I when I thought when they said it was going to be a food hall, I expected something much larger. And yeah. More I expected Faneuil open. Hall, Faneuil Hall in Boston. That's what I had envisioned. And it's, it's and, and I was actually at Grand Central Market in Los Angeles last week. Yeah. And that I loved. I love that. That's where that that's where Matt Capra is and Barbaranu. I mean, there, there was a Malay place. It, so it was it was. That's what I hope Pine Street Market would be, and the food in Grand Central Market is really amazing. That's where, that's where Exlet is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's, I mean, it's 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 a it's a start, I guess. Um, well, they don't have much room to expand, so it is what it is. Unless yeah, they change vendors. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, so other others for you that you've tried recently? Well, well th- this year, I mean, I don't know how much we, I even need to talk about the probably the two best, my two favorite um, restaurants that opened this year. One's Chesa and one's Superbite. I actually don't know which I prefer. I don't. I don't know if you said which is the be- which is the better one of the two. Which is your more favorite one? I I I can't. I, I I if I could, I would. I would say, oh, you know, X is my favorite. But they're both. They both are are very good. They both have the positives and the negatives. Um, but yeah, the, the, I mean, people will ha- have been writing about Chesa for a while, and they're starting to write about Superbite. But um, I, I enjoy both. And but I guess you know what? You also I'm thinking. I don't know if most people know, but Cask also kind of was reimagined, or, and it's now run by Greg and Gabby. And um, their food menus, the bar menu is kind of interesting. Like it's Greg calls it dorm food chic, so I enjoy like the, the there's a PB and J on it, and there's um, like a English muffin pizza in a hot pocket, and 
it, it's 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 much more casual, obviously, than Superbite. But Bo Bo Burtnick, again, just a very talented bartender in town. He's doing a great job with both both cocktail menus. And one of my favorite cocktails in town right now is at Cask. It's called Freshman Fifteen. Um, so people might want to consider also giving Cask a try because everyone knows about Superbite, and yeah, but, very few people, if any, are talking about Cask. Well, the perfect evening is going to Cask having a bite and a drink, and then uh, walking over to Superbite afterwards. Correct, yeah. Yeah, that's, good. I, that's a good deal. And I feel, you know, I've, Chessa is great, too, so I agree with you on that. And those would, if I had to stop and think about new restaurants, I don't think anybody would argue with you on those two. And, and Oak is doing really well right now. Peter Cho's restaurant, I don't know if you know, call it a restaurant or a pop-up. He does dinners on Fridays and Saturdays and brunch on Sundays. And it's a it's a beautiful let's just call it a restaurant. It's a beautiful restaurant. The courtyard's nice. Um, it's a very personal restaurant. His kid Elliot <laughs> runs around, and because that's also their home. Um, so it it's it's it, it's just very uh, it's a very personal space. I love his food. He does a great job with meat. He worked for April Bloomfield at the Breslin and the Spotted Pig in New York City for years. So you would expect that his meat dishes are 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 excellent, which they are. Another speaking of meat, one of my favorite food carts right now is Pastrami Zombie. It's just located they just located very close to me, so I could walk there for lunch. And and Melissa McMe- Melissa's pastrami is my favorite in town. And she's from Chicago and she loves the Cubs. So go give her crap about the Cubs if you love if you want to talk baseball with her, she's more than I, willing to do so. Wish I would have known her back last October. That would have been fun for me as a Met fan. Oh God, yeah. Well, maybe I, mean, I don't. I don't think the Mets will make the playoffs this yeah. year. Oh, yeah. they sign, this got Jay Bruce yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you on that. But then, uh, besides, this podcast may run. We're just going to cut that whole thing out anyway. Make note of that because <laughs> because this could run two months from now. I think that's when it's scheduled. I don't know when it's scheduled, but the, I don't want to talk about Jay Bruce okay. tonight. So, um, uh. Uh, while we're off the record right now, should I ask you about Hot Yai? Yeah, and also another um, rel- relatively close place so I can get there. I can, one thing nice is they they don't close in between lunch and dinner. So you can go at two or two thirty, and and there there unlikely is a line. And I love their oxtail soup, and also the twelve it's a, the twelve dollar chicken curry plate that comes with roti. Not my favorite thing in the world, and their pickled vegetables, which are excellent. I love the curry, and as I and 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 the and the chicken so very tender, and and delicious. So I recommend if for if for it's twelve dollars at least right now it was at least recently twelve dollars. I don't know, still twelve dollars, but it's a, it's a lovely dish. Can you order curry, it a little less spicy meat. than I had it because it was spicy when I had it? I don't. I didn't. The ox the oxtail. There, there, there is a very spicy dish like a pork. A pork dish. That's the one I had. That's the one we had. Both for both of us, it was too spicy. But I I enjoyed it, and I love those folks over there, Alan and and Earl. Um, but yeah, the spice. I have a certain threshold for spice. As do I. Are you? I didn't know that. I didn't realize. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, There's a certain point where I stop enjoying it, and then it clouds my whole experience. So. um, And, And 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 I'd like to mention, even though it's not new. But today is August 2nd, and today is the day that Bon Appetit named the top 15 new restaurants in America. 
mm-hmm. then they're down to 10, their top 10 in two weeks. But there are two Portland restaurants on their list of best new restaurants right. in the United States. I... Pizza Jerk and Coquine. And I've, I've, unfortunately, we all know what happened with Pizza Jerk, but by the time this podcast airs, Pizza Jerk, I hope, will be open, reopen. Right. And, and also also with, uh, they didn't get to do any of those uh, Girls Club PDX dinners or lunches right. or whatever they're doing yet with right. with with Micah. So that's part of it, right? I mean, that would right. be... Um, yeah, so Pizza Jerk was one of Bon Appetit's best restaurants in the country. Best new restaurants. One of the top 50 best new restaurants in the top country. Top 50, and they, okay. Top 50, okay. And Coquine is just a given. I mean, you knew that Andrew Knowlton, that's his type of restaurant. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Coquine is the top, one of the top 10. I was just there last I wouldn't week, either. So it's, wor- it's worthy. I was just like... Hey, yeah, I was just hanging out. The food is great. Yeah, but we hung out there one night. The food is great. Yeah. The neighborhood is fantastic. You can park. That's become an issue for me. Parking, easy parking to go to a restaurant. Get on a bike, Chris. Yeah. Okay. Uber. Yes. Yeah, that's what Gary does. You do a lot of that, right? Yeah. I haven't done an Uber. I did one Uber in San Francisco. All right, any others that come to mind? Or can you come up with any that you're going to remember five minutes from now that you're going to say, geez, I should have mentioned that? Can you do that now instead of in five minutes? Can I, can I mention my favorite best new restaurant in America, and it's one of my favorites that I've encountered in the last four or five years? I think that would called, be worthy of a mention, don't, don't you, Court? Oh, yeah. It's called Institute in San Francisco. It's inside the Museum of Modern Art. It opened on June 14th or so, and I was there June 15th. Of course. And... It was, it was fantastic. It's an exhilarating restaurant. It's my favorite new restaurant since next restaurant opened up in Chicago. The concept is Corey Lee, who also owns Monsieur Benjamin and Three Michelin starred Bennu, opened this restaurant with the intent of asking 100 of the, of the best chefs in the world to send in one dish or to select one dish for Corey to recreate. And the chefs would send recipes, they would send videos, they would send pictures. So he has 100 dishes that he can use. Right now, they're about 25. He has a lounge menu. He has, a, he has the, the dining room menu. So between the two, there are about 25 dishes right now and a seasonal. Well, he just asked, added uh, Massimo Bottura's um, broken pie recently to the dessert side. So that's the first new dish that was added. But it's just... It's it's wonderful. You go in, and I had like Wiley Dufresne shrimp frits from WD fifty. I had uh, Matt Orlando's carrot dish from Amas. I had a, a main course from Brigilio Martinez and Central the octopus and the coral. It was called. I had a Morocco Greco dish from Mir- he's from Mirzer, two Michelin star, number six restaurant in the world, and his dish was called the Forest. I had a Rene Redzipi dessert, wow. a yogurt and sor- sorrel dessert, and I had a um, Andoni. Um, Andoni Luis Adores dessert called Interpretation of Vanity. It was a chocolate bubble dessert from Mugritz. And it's just, it's an amazing thing where you could go in and it's, it's I don't know if you, you, if you want to even call it a restaurant. It's more like an edible art exhibit. And it's just a fantastic restaurant. I, I loved it. I want to go back every time I'm in San Francisco. It's open until 4 p.m. They're open for lunch and lunch lasts like 4 p.m. Um, so I'm very. I love the hours. Like if I get there to San Francisco at two, I can just go over there at two thirty and eat for ninety minutes before I start more dinners. But <laughs> I, I just, I just love this restaurant. It's fantastic. 
And again, one more time, because that was a, a beautiful dissertation. I have two questions. One, what's the name again? Institu. Inst, uh, Institu? No, uh, I-N, capital I-N, capital S-I-T-U, Institu. Okay. And secondly, did you read those, or did you remember everything that you just reeled I, I'll off? I'll be honest. I don't lie. Because it is in front of me, but I didn't need to, I didn't need to look <laughs> at it, because I just, I just, I just relive that meal probably every day. I just can't wait to go back. I mean, I, 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 mean, I love San Francisco. You know, as you know, it's my favorite food city in, in, in America. Um, I and, thought and Chicago I, I was. LA Cran Claus, I thought Chicago was your favorite. But, but I just, this, 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 it's just cool to be able to go to a restaurant and, and just try other chef's dishes. Yeah, no. And, 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 it's just, and you have a three Michelin star chef. Well, I, Corey, well, I don't know how long he'll be there. When I was there the second day, he was in the kitchen. With Brandon Rogers, the executive chef at Institute, who's also the executive chef at Bennu. So they were in the kitchen, like making these dishes. And it's an open kitchen, kind of open. So I just, you know, kind of looked inside, and do, um, it, it was just cool seeing Corey work on my dishes. Do they have a and, process to have the the uh, originating chef approve it before it goes out somehow? Oh well, it, they're approved in the sense that the originating chef gives them the recipes and they give them par- the parameters. Right. For example, I don't. I, I don't. I'm not. It's hard to re- remember exactly, but I think with Moro Cola Greco's dish, he gave Corey permission to use a certain type of mushroom in okay. that in that dish. Okay. I don't, I, and I don't know if I'm quoting it correctly or remembering it correctly, but I believe so. He's he's given Corey's given parameters, and some chefs just say, "Here's the recipe. Come to come as close as you can to it. If you have to make changes, go ahead." And some chefs maybe say. You know, it, this has to be exact. So maybe Corey has to put certain dishes on, on, depending on the season and what's what's available to finish that dish. Wow. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I hope, God, I hope it's not crowded when I go back. Let's go down there. Let's go down there sometime. <laughs> let's go down. I'll be down. I'll be down there in October and I hope December. I just, yeah, I can't wait. I just, it's just, I, but I want to see what's next on the menu. He had his first new dish, the the Batura broken pie. And I've had that one. At Osteria Francescana in Modena, it was it was great then, and we'll see if it's good now. Great. Well, listen, I'm going to try to make it a point because I'm often in town uh, on Sunday nights or Sunday and Mondays, um, and so I want to go. Over, I want to go to Holdfast with you for that for some cocktails. Okay. Let's yeah, do that. I just can't. I can't. I wasn't going to drink much last night. I was going to have a <laughs> or two of a, a couple of cocktails, but. I didn't. You went till midnight, and you're usually an early leaver, so that's late for you. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna leave at like ten, ten thirty, and I just ended up staying out, staying there. Well, thanks so much. We're t- you're, everybody's listening to three tired guys here, right? Where all three of us have a reason to be yeah. tired. <laughs> but, can, can I mention one more quick thing? You, you may, right? I don't Ro- know, Corey. Ro- you, Ro- Kenny? Has a new no, pastry I will. One of my favorite pastry chefs in Portland, Eve Cordeman. I'm sorry, we. we we got to do that over again. Oh, that's okay. yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Gary. Um, Final I word. I want to mention that Roe has a new pastry chef, Eve Quarterman. He used to be the pastry chef at Castagna, and then was the opening pastry chef at Trifecta. She's now at Roe as their pastry chef. I went to Roe about ten days ago. I had one of my favorite Roe meals in the last two years, and Eve's desserts were fantastic. So, for those interested in want a really elevated seafood dinner, which people know. I know everyone knows about Roe. Most people know about Roe. But the the, the change, however minute 
really isn't that minute, is ease the, their new pastry chef. That, thank you for that. Welcome. I'm sure. I'm sure Trent will appreciate that too. Well, I, I appreciate that he hired Eve. Right. I missed her. Good. Well, thanks so much, Gary, for being a sport with connecting and all that good stuff. Okay. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I always right. look forward to it. All right. Yeah, it's great. It's always fun to have you. We'll, we'll look forward to doing more. We'll get a report in uh, the fall. Okay. Thank, thank you, Chris. Bye, Court. Right at the Fork is proud to be supported by PortlandFoodAndDrink.com. Portland's original food and drink news and review blog brought to you by the legendary food dude. Now featuring the huge outdoor dining list you'll need to eat, drink, and enjoy the Portland summer sunshine and fresh air. Check it out today at portlandfoodanddrink.com. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Intro music by Ariel Varinas. Find links to her music in the show notes section. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com.